Alright, chubs, thumbs up. Let's do this. You know he doesn't actually say that? Whatever. He says whatever the f*** ah. wanted to say. <laughs> oh my. Thumbs up would have been funnier though. <laughs> Hello, my name is David Riley, webmaster and creator of fanservice.org, the anime and gaming related website, and also of frontbeat.com, the webcomic about future time cops that run after robots. With me today, as always, is my popular and attractive co-host, Joel White, who has spent the entire week in Maine, but didn't bring back a single lobster. They don't really keep that long. <laughs> they keep long enough for me to cram them in my fat mouth. Indeed. Do you know, from like, until, like, the early 1900s, people only use lobsters as fish food. They didn't think they were fit for human consumption. What, are they retarded? Yeah. God, they're missing out. It was like a recent phenomenon. Okay, so today is our podcast for January 7th. It's our first podcast of the new year. Sorry about missing last week. Uh, I tried to record a show and I got five minutes into it and I was like, not gonna happen. Too bad you missed out on my endearing treatise <laughs> on bubblegum crisis and my thoughts on fear. By the way, both of them are pretty sweet, but for entirely different reasons. Well, it's because Bubblegum Crisis wasn't good and Fear was. Something like that. <laughs> so, we hope you had fun during the holiday season and the new year. Uh, Joel and I spent New Year's together. It was grossly unfulfilling, <laughs> uh, especially compared to the year prior where... I drank, like, a case of beer and a magnum of champagne and choked myself with a belt for the amusement of others. <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> Says you! Especially with drunk Amanda trying to convince you not to do it. Dude, that was so hot. It was really funny. <laughs> That's why I do it. It's all for the fans. This year, we, uh, got together, convinced Joel's good buddy and brother, Ben, to throw a little party. I was very excited. I brought the ingredients for eggnog, as well as a couple cases of beer. I was a little worried. I thought if it's anything like last year, three cases of beer and two and a half gallons of eggnog ain't going to do it. How wrong I was. I think I actually had more beer than most of the people that party, and I only had like one and a half. Suffice it to say, Ben has some super lame friends, <laughs> and it was a super lame New Year's. I don't need to tell you anything besides the fact that it was 11 o'clock, and the whatever, seven of us were the only ones left at the party. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't that. I don't know. I had an okay time. Okay, well, the people who stayed until after New Year's are all generally fun and enjoyable people. This is true. But considering New Year's is, like, the de facto party night of the year, <laughs> like, come on, guys. You don't even have to drink. I just want to be around a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of weak how it just... It was more like get together and hang out with everyone you know and don't do anything fun, like interacting with others. Yeah. Like, I tried wandering back and forth into the other rooms, and no one talked to me. Oh, yeah, I shook up a few conversations. I knew some of those people. But no, they got to be all hippies. Why don't you go back to your organic vegan farm and eat Cut off your dreadlocks. stupid cookies? One plus for me is that I finally learned how to play the game backgammon. Which is actually pretty fun, and much less complicated than you would assume. But an intensely lame statement to make about New Year's Eve. Like, that would be cool on, like, a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but what if New Year's Eve was on a Wednesday? Well, I don't know, Joe. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that for a couple years. I don't really know how the time works. 
it goes forward a year each or a uh, day, day each year. year. So we'll worry Except about for it in leap three years. years. We're coming up on a leap year, aren't we? Isn't two thousand eight one? Yeah. So it'll be really different. Uh, no, probably it'll probably be two thousand eight. <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. My eggnog was delicious. Keep an eye on fan service because we're gonna have the recipe up. I'll give you a hint. It involves like a liter and a half of Maker's <laughs> I Mark. Tried. I tried to drink it, and it was okay. Once I got past the cloud of alcohol fume billowing out of my glass, I almost choked. The nutmeg was really what completed it. <laughs> it was alright. I mean, I've never had eggnog before, and I didn't find that revolting, so... Ben apparently didn't see fit to keep it around. He just threw it down the sink. When he asked me if I wanted it... you were He told me this story, and apparently you were so drunk you said no. Yeah, I said I didn't want it, because I figured he was going to keep it. Oh. That's just wasteful. That was like so much alcohol. You should have said something. You could have been like... Well, I didn't well, know. you're not going to have it. I'll take it. But I thought he, it was already down the drain uh, by the time I walked out of the hall. I blame Gwen. She's always had it out for me. But in other news, we're back on track. Going to video game stores we don't need to go to and eating food and telling you about it. Oh, man. I'm going to get in so much trouble for tonight's uh, restaurant excursion. Joe might be a little... <laughs> well, no, but it's like when you when you talk so much about having a budget and then, like, you deny your wife so many different trips that she's wanted to take and then you turn around and go to Old Country Buffet, that's trouble brewing. <laughs> it's $10. If she can't forgive you that, come on. It's true. Tell her to get a real job and stop living in that soul-sucking life that Habitat for Humanity provides. She loves her job. Yeah, well, whatever. It's not sucking her soul at all. I'd love making more than $4 an hour if I was her. <laughs> that would be nice. But anyway, let us talk about Old Country Buffet. Poor people everywhere. Yeah, it was. it's bizarre how that restaurant just... I think it's the idea of buffet in general just attracts people with not a lot of money. So what does that say about us? We're ex-college students, so we're used to being poor. Yeah. Uh, it's true. I have no idea how, <laughs> how to spend my money. <laughs> it just disappears from my bank account. I don't ask. The guy in front of us was, like, especially bad because he had, like, a, a Bluetooth... Um, Oh, wireless the cell uh, phone, earphone. yeah, yeah, and he was like totally ghetto. If you've ever been behind someone and thought like, "Wow, it's so stereotypical to think this guy's a drug dealer," I mean, yeah, I had that thought, but I'm totally sure he was because there's no other way that. Well, how else do you have one of those earpieces? And he also like he paid entirely in cash, which isn't that strange since it was only like forty five dollars. Except that he pulled it out of a wad of like a hundred different bills of varying sizes. Joe on the street, they call that the flash roll. <laughs> I was just like, oh wow. So just since listening to the guy talk, you just know like I don't really think he was that business savvy. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe and I had an interesting experience there, considering we spent most of the meal talking about conflict diamonds and the reasons for the turmoil in the Middle East, only to be interrupted by little fat crying kids. And it wasn't even like a real little kid where, you know, you kind of you expect a two-year-old, maybe a four-year-old, a five-year-old to throw a fit. That girl had to be at least nine. Yeah. Or maybe she was just grossly overweight, which she would be even for nine. But you could put her on the Maury show. My two-year-old weighs 98 pounds. We feed him entirely with Snickers bars and chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Unfortunately, the kid weighed about as much as his mother's 
upper arms. And they had to cotter in on a little red wagon. The little red wagon was filled with Snickers bars. <laughs> they, tried. they just stuck her under the ice cream faucet and pulled the trigger. They brought the mom in on her scooter, which was actually a forklift. <laughs> I think that's the same girl that uh, I followed to the country fried steak. <laughs> that's why you stay away from country fried steak. Because I'm going to end up like that lady. Yeah. But it's so delicious. Actually, no, it's, it's re- not. It's really bad. It's so bizarre how it tastes. <laughs> like, if For our international uh, listeners, the Lazy On and Moses, the Lazy On might have actually had this since he's from Britain. I don't know if they have fried steak. They have, fried steak they have in the uh, Netherlands. bread pudding or whatever. Whatever. It's the worst food in the history of the world. It's like a flank steak that you dip in batter and then fry them. It's the grossest <clears> thing <throat> you can imagine. See, the thing is, it has this like nebulous taste. It doesn't really like it doesn't taste like steak. And you're biting into something fried, so you assume chicken maybe, but I don't know. It's gross. But it wasn't a total loss for the night because we have a. Closer Video Game Store now, which allows us to get more actual video game playing in, provided we don't go to Old Country Buffet. <laughs> which will never happen again. Yeah, that was definitely a spur-of-the-moment thing. I saw it across the parking lot like a beacon of hope. Uh, the only problem with the new game store is, while we're given a brief respite from the like overbearing, annoying-as-hell game store employees... We now have to contend with the really annoying, unintelligible fat lady. And she her. wasn't even a lady. It was like weird. It's like yeah, she was like it inverted years everything. Old. Yeah, it was like the it was super annoying, pubescent girl and her tiny sidekick. I like to call her a familiar. <laughs> if you put the two of them together, they would have made two normal-sized people <laughs> who could probably speak. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, uh, Mini-Me didn't seem to have much a very strong grasp on the English language. Mostly on the letter R. <laughs> Which she pronounced more like the letter W? Yeah, it's pretty much a typical speech impediment you would have, except most people got rid of it. When they were three. <laughs> yeah. It was tough for me to hear because I'm still functionally deaf. <laughs> if you might have noticed that there's been basically no updates on the site for like a week and a half. That's because I think I'm dying. <laughs> uh, a cold is definitely not dying. Yeah, but I haven't had a cold baby. in like 15 years. <laughs> like, what's happening what's to me? Like what's coughing you? crap up that I don't think belongs down there or anywhere. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I coughed something up today that was fluorescent. It was like bright yellow, like oh, a that neon sign. Yeah, it dude. is. <laughs> Moving on. Also gross. Fatal Frame Three, but sort of not really. Because it's just ghosts. <laughs> and it's basically the same game as the last one. And the one before that. Except now it's in the, the, the modern times. Well, they all were in the modern times. But this one spends a lot of time in a modern Japanese home. Of which I'm pretty sure it didn't exist because the thing had like 9,000 square feet. Yeah. And there ain't no homes like that in Japan. <laughs> and if they are, like, the person who owns them is a billionaire. Yeah, it's not like a 17-year-old college student. <laughs> It's like, oh, now I can put an extra room on my house for only $200,000. And that's not even cost of construction. That's just how much it costs to buy your neighbor's backyard. <clears throat> but regardless, all the hallmarks of the exciting, endearing, and entirely pleasant Fatal Frame franchise are back. The camera, shooting ghosts and getting points. What do the points do, I hear you query? 
very softly, almost afraid to ask. <laughs> but I'm glad you did, because you use them to buy upgrades. And any game where you buy upgrades is a game that's all right with me. Need I mention Dino Crisis 2? <laughs> Parasite Eve 2? But not Dino Crisis 3. That game totally sucked. Parasite Eve 3? Oh, they never made that game. I swear to God, I would kill anyone on the planet they asked me to. To get Parasite Eve 3. God, I hope it's Jerry. <laughs> oh man, the UN's been looking to take him down forever. He's the center of internet piracy. So unlike prior Fatal Frames, there's no overt lesbianism yet. But there's nothing saying it won't go in that direction either. Because, uh, you know, 18-year-old girls got a tiny living made, very subservient. I don't know, Japan. I just don't know. Uh, yeah, the other thing to keep in line is the, the door opening is really, really, really slow. Well, that's basically the hallmark of this game by yeah. this point. These are like the slowest people. They, they kind of just like saunter everywhere. Yeah, it's like gravity doesn't even work right. Like watching them run, you just know something's not right. It's just like they're moving so slowly. You want to hear something fun about the word hallmark? Uh, just off the top of your head, how would you find that word? Word hallmark? The word hallmark. I don't know. Go to merriamwebster.com. <laughs> okay. Or you could say, would you say that the definition is a characteristic usually associated with something? Yeah. Possibly the primary characteristic? <laughs> yes. Uh, a while back I wrote that Indigo Prophecy review for the New Gamer and once again someone decided to get on the forums and bash me in the guise of constructive criticism but it's a different person are you joking? <laughs> but uh, oh, the, the webmaster is pretty sure it's the same guy or not the same guy person from the same website um, Dude, wait, you can't talk about this and then we can't like look at it for some good quotes oh, you're going to read it in your normal foppish manner? <laughs> no, maybe we should get a new one for this you should, this is perfect, Dave. Why didn't we do it? I wasn't thinking about it. All right, prepare to be amazed, listeners of this podcast, because this person has galled me to no end, because they did the classic thing that people on the internet do. They made fun of your grammar while screwing up their own. <laughs> or just using the wrong word. Here, I'll just read this sentence. I don't need to read the whole thing. Maybe that's for next week. In short, D. Riley, whoever you might be, since D. Riley is code for Dave Riley, <laughs> I With broke your code, code Dave. Drew. I broke your code. <laughs> Whoever you might be, you need to work on your intelligence to back it up. How do you attempt pretentiousness? Yeah. His, if it if his review was pretentious, it would do exactly. This is redundant and contradictory. If you can do that in one sentence, but they did because you can't attempt pretentiousness. You're pretentious or you're not. If yeah. you were attempting pretentiousness and you failed, it wouldn't be pretentious. And you wouldn't even be able to tell, because it wouldn't be that. Without the intelligence to back it up. Pretentiousness is when you act without intelligence, or without the ability to act in the way you're pretending to act. I know it's a tough concept to grasp, but other super fun quotes is, uh... I like how he says, The line, I rushed back to the title, is unnecessary. It would have been an adequate substitute. Although title is a longer word. What title does that even mean? <laughs> it's a long word? I'm sorry it has two syllables. <laughs> title. You just have to come up with Let me dumb word. it down for you. Wait. The, star the strangest thing is that the introduction is more or less fine. The line, 
I rushed back to the title is unnecessary. You're an editor now, person? <laughs> this is such BS, it's incredible! That's pretentious right there! Not to mention condescending and asinine. Those are a couple words we can throw out there. Without being profane. I like how he also says, I did make a spelling error. I said them instead of then. And he's like, way to use Microsoft Word spell check, dude. Last time I checked, them is an English word. And as such, would not be picked up by Microsoft spell check. And it's not like, you know, you get on someone like, that's basically busting on the whole website. I'm surprised G. Turner didn't come out of him like, a, like a hammer. I didn't realize I was writing for the New York Times. Even the New York Times has spelling errors. I don't write a letter about it. It's like people on the internet can't be happy no matter what you do. And I love it. I, he's like, constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. You called me a retard. <laughs> yeah. This is his constructive criticism. This is constructive. You aren't very good at using it. Oh. To back it up, suggesting that if English is your mother tongue, you aren't very good at using it. That's constructive criticism. Also, using That's a wide vocabulary isn't the secret to a good review. Nor does it make you look smart, especially when you have such a tenuous grasp on it. Are you joking? Constructive, like nobody on the internet knows what the word constructive means. Well, to see, that's a, yeah. Constructive criticism is given in the spirit of kindness. Like, Which is not what this is. I'm not one of these people that thinks you have to make, like, a compliment sandwich or anything. <laughs> like, if you tell me something bad, you don't have to butter it up with something good. But calling me an idiot isn't constructive. Well, yeah, especially since that's all the way at the end. So he's basically, like, backpedaling on all the crap he just pulled. It's that total, like, passive-aggressive thing where he doesn't want people to, like, Oh, I don't want people to get up in my face about anything. You know, I'm a cool guy. But you really suck, and I hate you, and I'm going to F your mom. <laughs> I also like it. I was like, you didn't check your facts. Come on, man. There's more than one sex scene. Like, I didn't miss the super secret subquest where you get the karate magical powers. Like, <laughs> I missed 30 seconds. Like, the whole game, every time there's a dialogue option, there's like four options. And you only get to choose one. And no matter what you choose, 99% of the time, puts you right to the same tree. I'm not going to play the game 50 times and try every one of those little dingy things, especially since the end of Indigo Prophecy sucked and I didn't want to play it anymore. And frankly, the one sex scene I did see was so bad. <laughs> Why would you even care about that? The graphics in the game weren't like... It wasn't anything to speak Seriously, of. Seriously, it was like even... she was caressing his face with a hunk of tuna. Are you joking? Well, there's no articulation in the fingers. <laughs> so it's just like the slab of meat coming towards him. Oh, Wow. Anyway, that wasn't on the outline, but Dave's mentioning of it, just I had to go check. And we'll be talking about that again, probably. Yeah, maybe we'll go into a greater depth next week. But uh, Fatal Frame 3 seems fun, but we have <laughs> we have a strong uh, track record for jumping the gun. By the way, Dragon Warrior 8 really sucked at the end. <laughs> don't buy it. No, I think you are just you just don't like role-playing games. You yeah. run out of stamina towards the end. Yeah, that, that might have also been it. But when I got, like, I got to that last boss, and he would have just been unbeatable without me leveling, like, 50 times. Yeah. Well, not the last boss, the optional last boss. It doesn't matter because you don't get a prize for beating him. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play this game. Uh, I really hope that uh, Tales of Symphonia doesn't end up like that. Ooh. Whatever. First I have to finish beating um, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Which is the hotness. And by the hotness, I mean it's like everything you would expect from a Fire Emblem game. Which is really kind of tedious 
battles, but I find it very endearing. Well, I, I can live with strategy games. I want to check out that Sui Koden tactics. I never really liked Sui Koden, but I don't know. I never really liked Final Fantasy. I like Final <laughs> Fantasy tactics. <laughs> it's true. You really like Final Fantasy tactics. It's probably my favorite game. They should game just of reskin that game and like write a story about like seeking some magical flower that grants immortality. Whatever. You'd play it like for hours. Oh God! They wouldn't even need to reskin it. <laughs> Yeah, they could re-release it on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> I gotta go buy this game! I bought Bubblegum Crisis like four times. I'm drastically <laughs> loyal to things I actually like. It's true. It is true. Uh, but on to anime. Uh, this week, Battle of the Planets. Now, we had to, I've never actually seen Battle of the Planets, so I thought I did. What I didn't realize is that, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's about the team of eagle people. They're not eagle people, dude. Well, okay, they, they're people that dress up in, like, And I'm pretty sure costumes. one of them is a duck. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the princess is a swan. But anyway, it's like the Power Rangers, basically, if you're not familiar with the term Sentai. Yeah. Um, and they fight gigantic robotic turtles that are trying to burn down nuclear... Wait, no, I wrote a really great line about that. Um... Terrible transterrestrial terrapins, <laughs> terrified tranquil terra. Yeah, that's a good one. That is alliterative. <laughs> Giant robot did not, in fact, look like a terrapin. I think we're all familiar with the University of Maryland's mascot. If you're not, just Google the University of Maryland, and you'll see what a terrapin is supposed to look like. And you might even find a real picture of a terrapin. It's not a duck. It's not what this thing looked like. This is some kind of weird, like, beaked thing. And I guess terrapins technically have a beak, but it's not like pointy, and he doesn't have ears that shoot lasers. <laughs> Last time I checked, how awesome would it be if that was your mascot? <laughs> if real turtles like that. would be so dumb! Because, <laughs> like, you know, like, turtles are all slow moving, and it's like, ah, the majestic turtle creeping its way and across the landscape. And like, I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god, it's moving towards that populated area called the National Guard. Those, like, G.I. Joe lasers. They didn't give them proper armor. Good god, there's carnage everywhere. The current turtle just kind of taking half. It's like a little tiny just little... just imagine, like, thousands of them the coming across the landscape. Three miles per Thank hour. Thank god there are only ten on planet Earth. We would be all be destroyed. <laughs> The entirety of the world would be devoted to just walking Quick. around them in a circle so they couldn't turn fast enough. Quickly, someone put a log in its way so it can't climb over. <laughs> Alright, so Battle of the Planets, I don't know. I kind of like old television. I had, I had a lot of nostalgia for this show because I watched its later incarnation, like back when I was like 10 years old. Silverhawks? No. Oh, wait, that's a show uh, that's just like this one. Yeah, pretty much. But that show came out afterwards, so. I know, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, I think the one, the one we watched was Eagle Riders. Yeah, I used to watch that on, like, Saturday mornings. It was on, like, before Dragon Ball Z came on. Like, I think that was actually Sunday morning. When I thought was a little kid and I thought Dragon Ball Z was cool. Yeah, well, we all went through that phase. <laughs> um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is sweet! I uh, hear that. But yeah, uh, I don't know, when I was a kid I really liked Eagle Riders. And, like, I didn't hate this, but... It, it's definitely, uh... The new one, I think, captured something. The old one definitely does not. Well, it shows how much of a drastic leap, uh... Children's television has went through in the past 30 years. Careful, Dave. It's gone through. We don't want anyone listening to this podcast and then posting on the forum some 18-page long... I wish they would. Grammar. <laughs> yes, post The anything. more people that post on the forums, the better. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um... 
it's an alright show. You know, the guy's like, there's a problem, they have to go inside the giant robot turtle and break its phaser relays. Well, what's funny is, like, the show, it does all the great things, like, contradict itself. Like, he talks about, oh, it's a remote-controlled Terrapin space bot, and then they get inside of it, and there are people there. Why are there people inside the radio-controlled robot? <laughs> Why would you need them to be there? That's that's from a magical time when continuity doesn't matter. I mean, to be fair, they introduced a whole new character into the American version of this show. That's true. This retarded and sort of vaguely, like, flamboyantly gay robots. <laughs> And the worst thing is they don't even animate him the same way between episodes. Yeah, in the two episodes we watch, it's like a totally different robot. And then they're not... They give him a dog. Yeah, they're not content with just the asinine robot. They have to add in an equally asinine robot dog. And I'm pretty sure by adding the robot, they cut out other lines. Because, like, the fat owl guy never Never talks. talks. Ever. He's like like the guy who runs the spaceship, and he, he never says anything. He's never like... Oh, gotta fly around this way, or I'm the mechanic, so you listen to what I say because I know what the spaceship is capable of. He's like, okay. <laughs> hey, fly close, all right. Meanwhile, Which is really sad because in those shows, the fat guy's always the comic relief. It's true. He's probably slipping on banana peels and eating giant hamburgers. Well, now, like, in this one, like, now the comic relief is that retarded duck boy who was grown from a single cell. I guarantee that that guy is, like, nothing like his original character. <laughs> I don't think any of them were. I never, never do that. It's like, people do probably and the problem is the gibberish is always different sounding too. It's like they couldn't even come up with a consistent. Gibberish. Yeah, one second he's like a robot. Yeah, he could have done like, like Morse code, like e e e e banana, <laughs> and it would have made more like bananas. Well, that's what he would do. He'd do some stupid thing for like thirty seconds, and then he'd say a word at the end, and then every, apparently the princess could interpret what that meant. She's like, "Oh, you can!" <laughs> oh my! Wait until you're a little older. Yes, just stuff like that. And they're, you're like, oh, that's they're enemies, the Mexican Federation of uh, Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. <laughs> the, all, everyone wears the exact same cat mask. How do they even tell each other apart? Because there was nothing to discern one guy from the other. It's like, are you are you Zoltan? No, I, th- I thought you were Zoltan. Why did I bring you these chips? <laughs> well, he has a super ornate one. He's got like the little his mask turns into a goatee at the bottom. Like, how do you manage that? I don't know. That was a sweet mask. Well, yeah, obviously, one. the natural enemy of birds is cats. Yes, the, and it's strange because the cat masked bad guys have managed to assemble an array of animal-based robots to combat birds. I think this is all just an extended metaphor. For the flight envy in the animal kingdom. Well, everybody looks up to the birds and the dinosaurs that came before them. It's true. You know, wings are like dongs to animals. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> it's true. Every that's every time an animal sees a bird, it feels slightly emasculated, even if it's a female animal. All right. So anyway, special moves of the Gachiman team in Japan, known as the. Science Ninja Team got you on. Is that really what it's called? Yeah, that's the TV show. They should have kept that God, title. Best name ever. <laughs> uh, their moves include <laughs> making human period and spinning around in the whirlwind. I don't know why they would have to form a pyramid to do that. Like, what would it be better? Be like, <laughs> why does it take them like five minutes? <laughs> the worst part is like, as usual, all the bad guys have guns and stand there while they get into formation. It's like, hold on, we're not ready yet. One more second. Oh, he stepped on my ear. And if that wasn't enough, they all have their own special projectiles, too. Personal favorite, main dude's boomerang that causes 
temporary concussions. Is there anything other than a temporary con- concussion? Not as far as I know, Joe. Well, I feel like all concussions do permanent damage. It just doesn't like. Well, the concussion knock- goes away. Yeah, it just yeah, it's true. It just weakens your skull or whatever, or makes your brain more susceptible to swelling. You know, I don't think a concussion is like an actual thing. Like, I think a concussion is something that happens to you. Yeah, it's a symptom of a head trauma. Yeah, like you can't like. Like, there isn't a concussion in your brain. Like, well, it's like, it's a concussion. It's the after effects of being concussed, of, of colliding. Like yeah, after it's football. your brain hitting against it's, your... It swells in certain areas. That's why it's dangerous to get too many concussions, because if your brain swells too much, you die. Because pressure builds up, and that's never good. Just like that oxygen song. Oxygen stops getting there. Pressure. Turn away from it all, like a blind man. Down the planets. <laughs> If you can find it for five dollars in EB Games, pick it up <laughs> and then put it back down. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> I think we got a pretty good, pretty good plan here. Uh, these guys are giving some some trouble in the past, uh, so you know if we if we can go around them. Uh, Maybe uh, I don't think anyone needs anything from this. I I think Leroy does. Oh, he he's a paladin, right? He needs he needs his divine shoulders. Yeah, the the hope the hope and heal better. He has more mana. All right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna run in and I'm gonna do some stuff, and then obviously Abza is gonna do some stuff after me, and then we're gonna you know I think it's a pretty good plan. We're gonna try um, to defuse him, spread him out a little bit, so we yeah. don't fight too many at once. All right. Um. Abdul, could I get a number crunch on this? Uh, yeah, um, let me see. Let's, uh, give me a second. I gotta type this in here. Yeah, so uh, it looks like our chance of survival is 32.33, repeating, of course. <sighs> Alright. Well, that, that's not great. That's that's uh, that's a little better than what we usually do. Alright, chumps, I'm back. Thumbs up, let's do this. Leroy Jenkins! Did, did he just go in there? Oh, oh my god, he did. Oh, oh god! Oh, oh geez! At least I was chicken. <laughs> Leroy, you're such an asshole.